Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Draw Control Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by incoming junior on the Robert Morris women's lacrosse team, Chelsea Coleman. Last season, Chelsea made it on the All-Mac first team. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Chelsea, and how's everything going? Thank you for having me. Everything's good. Um, Just winding down summer, getting ready for fall ball. I'm excited to talk to you today, and thank you so much for coming on as well. Well, how has your offseason been going so far since the season last ended, and uh, have you done anything interesting, whether it's lacrosse-related or not? So my offseason was a little different than the past two years. I actually got knee surgery right when I came home. Um, I That's why I've been wearing, if you've seen any pictures of me, like the black sleeve on my leg. I got injured first game of the season. Ohio State um, just stepped wrong and injured my knee a little bit. Um, very minor surgery, but my off seasons definitely looked a little bit different. Um, much more recovery and um, strengthening in my body than um, than running and everything, getting ready for fall ball. But I've been thankful enough to be in the internship where I'm at. Um, I'm actually interning for FCA Lacrosse, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, I'm one of eight interns for females, for male, um, all college lacrosse players. Um, so we basically just, we all live together. We travel, coach, serve, um, basically wherever we're called. So it's been absolutely amazing just to have lacrosse and my faith just combine into one this summer. So now I know you're recovering, but in regards to sort of your training for the upcoming season, is there anything you sort of want to work on? Yeah. Um, coming up to the season, um, I feel like I've been a really strong left-handed Dodger. That's been my thing for the past year. And I really just wanted to get more versatile on that. Um, I am strong with my right hand, um, but more on the cutting side of it. So I've been really trying to work on um, some right-handed one V ones and just, just getting more comfortable with that and really just getting more um, tools in my kit to show this year. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so you're from Ryerstown, Maryland. Talk about growing up there and how did you start playing lacrosse? Yeah, so I started playing lacrosse um, around when I was five. Um, I have an older sister who's four years older than me. She played lacrosse, not in college, but um, all the way through her high school career. And then I have a younger brother. Um, he's We're a year and a day apart, and um, he's at Jacksonville playing lacrosse. So we've definitely been lacrosse family through and through um mostly came from my mom's side of the family my I have all guy cousins so that was super fun growing up um two of my cousins went, played lacrosse at Towson um and then two of them are at West Virginia University playing for the club team so growing up it's obviously Maryland's just a hotbed for lacrosse so um just put a stick in my hand just um my dad learned the game and helped coached me all the way through um and it was just awesome just growing up in I was just so blessed to grow up in a place that lacrosse is so predominant but it's also um much so much of a pressure to play in college so I started in rec all the way up to fifth grade and then I tried out um in sixth grade for a bit more lacrosse club and I played then and then I went on to play for heroes up until um my last season as a senior and yeah that that 
all those experiences were just awesome growing up and just the um, connections you have here in Maryland is just so amazing and um, just a lot of knowledgeable people to teach me the game that I was very thankful for. And growing up, did you watch any of lacrosse? And if so, who were some of your favorite players and teams that you admired growing up? Yeah, so I, obviously being from Maryland, was a huge Maryland fan. That was the, when I was growing up, it was Taylor Cummings, Alex Oss, um, all the big names, and then watched Michelle Tumalo, Sam Puzo. So just all those um, awesome women playing. Definitely more of the Taylor Cummings and Alex Oss. Um, definitely a big big Maryland fan but um yeah those those are the main ones that I've really focused on and still follow today so and before college you played for your high school at Franklin um talk about your high school lacrosse career and what you took away from it and like what's some of the best memories you have uh, from your lacrosse experience when you look back on it now yeah so um definitely going to a public school in Maryland was um not a disadvantage but a little bit of um, a learning curve just because everybody that you think could get recruited to play college lacrosse from Maryland um, goes usually goes to private school so I was the exception went to public school um, and lacrosse at Franklin kind of fluctuated it was very steady on the men's side but the women's side changed all the time when my sister was in there it, it was high there was a lot of people trying out but when I came along it was um it was very small. So my junior and senior year, we weren't even going to have a JV team, and which was very different. But I just learned a huge leadership role um, going into Franklin, being one of the most more skilled players. Uh, I was a freshman on varsity. So that was definitely a learning curve and just learning from um, my upperclassmen, but just them teaching me to just step into a leadership role. and. Um, that even though I'm young, that even though I was a freshman, that I do still have the knowledge to um, contribute to the team. So that's definitely the biggest thing I took from that. Now, where did you play a club lacrosse? I know you mentioned that you played uh, with Heroes. And mm -hmm. uh, talk about your experience uh, playing with club lacrosse as well. Yeah, so I started out with Bitmore. I did a year with Bitmore. And then all of us Bitmore girls went over to Heroes. And Heroes was just amazing. I started out on the green team and then um, got moved to the white team and it was just amazing. I had awesome coaches, um, Mark Corbett, Grayson Corbett. They were just so amazing. Kelly, um, they truly made me, in, in Maryland, it's hard to love the game all the time um, when it's just engraved in your head that you got to play. And they truly showed me what it meant to love the game. And um, those are just some of the best memories ever. Just traveling all the time. Lax for the Cure was definitely one of the favorite tournaments. Um, just It just was a huge community of girls that, even though some didn't play, that we just still all had a common goal of loving lacrosse and just loved each other. So, And how did your club and high school lacrosse experiences help prepare you for college lacrosse with Robert Morris? Um, they definitely shaped me into the lacrosse player I was so that's just one obviously the biggest thing but like I said my high school just the adversity factor um kind of that you have to be the hardest worker in the room to be for me it was to be seen um even just because I wasn't at a private school so I was only getting 
seeing at um, club tournaments and not people coming to my high school games. So it was just, I just had to work hard, use high school games to prepare myself for those club tournaments in the summer. And um, so they just, it just honestly taught me a work ethic of balancing both going from high school practice straight to club practice. So um, yeah, it definitely taught me a work ethic that I value today. Now talk about your recruiting process with Robert Morris and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might've looked at. Yeah. So um, our former coach Katrina Silva actually called me and my dad a couple of times was like, Hey, like you should look at Robert Morris. Like they've sent us a couple emails and I'm like, uh, I don't know, like Pittsburgh cold being from Maryland, like Steelers. I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, this is not where I want to be. This is not what I want to do. Um, I don't even know where I want to go, but this is definitely not it. Um, and funny story is I it's actually a huge music festival in Maryland that weekend. And Katrina Silva gives me a call and she's like, talked on the phone for at least an hour and a half. She's like, hey, like we have a play day. Um, we want you to do an unofficial visit. Just really got to know me as a person. Um, and it wasn't like the other calls I had that were very cookie cutter reading off a script like she actually wanted to get me know get to know me as a person before um being recruited as a lacrosse player I was like huh like maybe I will give this a shot um so I ended up selling ran in the house sold my tickets for the music festival went up to Pittsburgh that weekend and I I instantly fell in love with the school um we I had my overnight visit had a little play day and talked to Katrina parents and I'd sat down and talked to Katrina about logistics everything um and then later in that week we we had our official call and I was like I like this is where I want to be so my process was thankfully fast um very much stress-free on that end that I didn't have to do a lot of waiting around I committed um in October of my junior year so very fast from the September 1st turnaround so yeah, just very thankful for Katrina and um, the program. Now, as a freshman, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse? Yeah, um, oh, there's so many. Definitely um, the balance, social life, lacrosse life, school life balance. Um, it definitely is still college. So just the temptations of college of being an athlete is very difficult. Um, I just had to keep my mind focused on one, my grades always came first, which um, was hard in retrospect because wanting to go shoot or play wall ball or um, take a nap, if anything, after practice rather than studying for a test or doing my homework um, was definitely the hardest adjustment. Um, just having lift practice then right off to class was definitely hard to build like a stamina up and um honestly stay awake that was my hardest adjustment and then just being back down in the freshman chain um coming off of senior year and being a captain and that upperclassman and again going straight back down to a an underclassman is definitely an adjustment um but definitely my teammates were were there to support through the whole process which is nice how did you learn how to balance both academics and lacrosse at such a high level? Um, yeah, that, that was a big adjustment for me. Just again, like 
going to practice and then straight from practice right in your practice clothes going to class um I definitely struggled a little bit in the beginning um just finding the balance of just actually cracking down and doing my schoolwork um I think giving myself a schedule and really regimenting myself I do well under a schedule um and just I knew I had high expectations for myself so that really got me through the balance of um of everything and then just our upperclassmen just being able to lean on them for for help and advice because I mean they've they've been through this and they they already walked through their freshman year so definitely got leaning on them when I had um had questions and needed advice and just just honestly just needed help on um on how they got through it just from learning from other people so now talk about what it's like playing in the MAC conference and just the competition that you face each game yeah so um the MAC is awesome we all of our games um except for usually central Michigan and eastern Michigan are pretty close we like Kent, Akron, we play a lot of Ohio teams. Um, and we do in a Youngstown, like we see great competition. Um, the Mac past two years has either ended in a two-way tie of regular season or three-way tie. Um, competition's usually always very stiff and um makes us really set goals for ourselves for the year. And that's something we look forward to every year is just finally getting back into that competition because we we have great competition um, when it comes to the MAC. So, now individually, what would you say has been sort of the biggest improvement you've made to your game since your freshman year? So, my freshman year, actually, I was um, moved to low attack before our first game against Ohio State my freshman year. So, that mentally was a little challenging for me just because one, I've never played the position, and two, I didn't really understand why I was getting moved. Um, so my confidence went down definitely a lot my freshman year, even though I did was I was thankful enough to see the field and um, step on the field. Most games, um, just my confidence with everything. I overthought everything. I thought every ball I dropped, every shot I missed, I was getting pulled um, right back onto the bench and which was just not the case at all. But it was just this internal battle I had. And um, when we got, there was one game, two of our um, most important players got hurt and they looked at me and they're like, you're up, like, go ahead, go, go to midfield. And then I honestly just think um, the not thinking about it really helped and just put it into retrospect. I focused too much on the, on the stats. Um, I cared too much if I, had an assist, had a goal, caused turnover, um, what the numbers said versus how I, I actually played that game. So um, I just think really focusing on the process of me playing rather than how the outcome or how my my stats are going to look after that game has just really just changed my game this year. Yeah, and how do you sort of adjust like mentally from going from like an attacker to a midfielder and sort of switching positions like that? Is there any sort of many adjustments you have to sort of make or is it sort of just lacrosse and that's that's it just sort of it's sort of a seamless transition um for me it definitely was not a seamless transition I it was kind of a I don't like this phrase but a fake it till you make it um I just kind of put on this face like okay I'll I'll do it I'm good like 
I, I know what I'm doing. And in retrospect, I had no idea what I was doing behind that goal. Um, I've never played low attack in my life. I've always been a midfielder. So um, that was just mentally a huge adjustment. But again, just like being open. Um, I was super open with my coaches and uh, my teammates on how I felt. And just I was like, well, if I'm being put in this role, then I really just got to embrace it. So um, just soaking up any knowledge and any information I could to just get better at the position they put me in that year um, would be my biggest um, advice on if you're getting changed from midfield to attack or vice versa. Now, one thing that I love about your game is how good you are as a goal scorer. And I think we talk about some of the improvement you made sort of switching positions. I feel like you could see that in the stat sheet as well. Um, How do you sort of work on that part of your game and What's sort of your strategy for creating space and getting shots off, especially when defenders are constantly attacking you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that part of my game has always, from freshman year to sophomore year, was my big improvement, just that confidence boost to go to goal. Um, I know I've always been a strong 1v1 driver in practice, but going onto the field that my freshman year, I was like, someone else can have the ball. I don't want it. Um, even though I, I did have the skill set to go to goal. Um, but honestly, again, I stopped, I just played lacrosse simple as that, even though it sounds like so cliche, I I honestly just stopped focusing on, oh my gosh, am I about to score this goal? Am I going to miss? Is the goalie going to save it? Like, I just, I just focused back to the basics, like, okay, take your girl out one step at a time I got to beat my girl first and then I can see the net um but my teammates honestly are the biggest help with that um they're just they're just awesome we have an awesome set of set of midfielders and attackers that really we just set each other up for success and they were a big um component on on my game and my stat sheet and just um setting me up for success when it came to to drawing their defenders out so I can have a clear lane to goal. So yeah, just the unselfishness of our attack is what is why I have the stats I do. You're also very good draw controls as well as you were second on the team in that statistic last season. What's your strategy uh, when you uh, go in the circle and what's sort of been the key to your success? I know you don't want to reveal probably too many of your secrets, but (laughs) uh, if there's any, you can sort of, if there's any sort of insight you can give, me and the audience about how you sort of work on that part of your game. I love to hear it. Yeah. So um, technique wise, it's just, for me, it's fast first step. So I just, if you watch my film or um, if you honestly watch it, a lot of people in the circle, they just kind of, before the ball is put into the girl's stick and the whistle blows, they just kind of linger around um, the goal, the draw circle. They don't really, stand still. I just kind of like to back up a little bit and give myself um, time for my opponent to set up, honestly, so I can see what she's doing. Um, and then what, right when that hand goes, I that's when I step on. Um, it really gives me a strong first step and gives me the speed I need, even if the girl, usually I'm, I'm short, so that my opponents are always taller than me usually. Um, so just having that advantage of my speed rather than my size has been a huge component to my draw game. And along with that, it's not an individual effort. My, our, um, our draw unit was very strong this year. Um, Jordan Anderson on the draw. She, she's awesome. She took majority of our draws this year. Um, 
she really just the communication honestly is your biggest thing if you want to work on yourself on the circle just communicating with your your draw specialist honestly is the key to success with that because I can I can be the fastest person in the wrong direction um but the communication definitely helps um all those draw controls so now last season your team lost in the MAC championship game to Central Michigan uh what did you and your team learn from that loss that you think will help you moving forward into next season yeah um that was definitely a tough game for us um especially after this was our second year in a row losing the MAC championship to them so I think honestly we coming into the game we were we were confident we were strong um locker room before no no jitters no nothing like we were just ready to get get the job done um and ha- have that trophy in our hands but I think one thing we learned was um through this whole thing was to not again just not focus on that that trophy that end result to like we we have to get through this process we have to go step by step through this game and when we were down and we scored two goals they scored three like they came back swinging and I just think um that that being the second year in a row losing was just definitely a huge learning curve for all the returners on the team um the first thing we learned that we were just grateful to be there again because we our teams fought through so much adversity so much so many injuries um so just a lot of gratefulness for being back on in that position we were especially hosting this year that I mean that was just awesome um and all those teams in the MAC would have died to be in our position as well um just fighting for that trophy um I I think we just also learned again to trust the process that it's not guaranteed to win at the end that we just need we just need to focus on on the process and putting and working as hard as we can for 60 minutes. Um, and that's definitely something that we're going to have to look forward to coming into the season. Yeah. And what are your team's uh, goals and expectations uh, for next season? So coming in, obviously, big picture goal win the MAC championship. Um, we do have a new coach coming in this year, Katrina Silva. Um stepped down and retired so we have Courtney Grove coming from Seton Hill this year which we're very blessed and very thankful for um so definitely just just again just learning to trust the process trust the pain um even like those those days we were sprinting and we don't want to run like like we're going to be that much faster than our opponent and um have that much of a better chance for um for a MAC championship. So I think just our goals this year are definitely just keeping our heads down, like focusing on the bigger picture. Um, like one thing that Katrina Silva just really engraved in our brains is, is the word love and just loving one another and doing everything you do on the field and off the field, just because you love the person standing next to you. So I think just really embodying that this year, I think it's hard when you do go on a losing streak or you lose a big game like that to put a blame on someone else and even yourself. So just, just embodying the word love this year and um, really doing the season for each other. So. What's been your favorite moment with RMU so far in your lacrosse collegiate career? I definitely would have to say um, the week before that game, we played central Michigan at our senior game. And obviously rivals big big first game 
um, last in-conference regular season game. And we go down Akles right off the bat. And we're like, well, this is over. We're about to get crushed on our senior game. Like, like, are we kidding? Like, we had, we worked so hard for this, and now this is about to happen. So halftime rolls around, and Katrina's like, you just got, you just look at the scoreboard, you, you just got 30 minutes left to fight. And we're like, all right, like, I, I guess we'll try. Um, we, we end up coming back, making it into overtime. And I think maybe in the first 30, 40 seconds of overtime, we end up scoring. And honestly, that was just, the best the best feeling ever the best win ever um especially for our seniors that have just shaped us in our program um that has just been my all-time favorite memory of my lacrosse career so far uh so we're now in a segment i like to call six questions that have nothing to do with lacrosse and the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field uh so my first question is uh if there was a movie made about your life who would you want to play yourself and why Ooh. <laughs> um i definitely we have this ongoing joke in, in my office that we just went and saw the Barbie movie last night. So um, definitely Margot Robbie because everybody likes to talk about how I'm blonde. So um, either Margot Robbie um, or Gwyneth Paltrow for sure. Those would be the two that I'd want to play me. Now, what music do you like to listen to? So I, I have a wide variety of music I like to listen to. Um, right now it's, like country folk music so noah khan zach bryan but i'm also um i love don toliver um lil uzi all those it's hit or miss on what i want to listen to that day now what is the most underrated holiday and what is the most overrated holiday most underrated holiday definitely easter for sure think that's the most underrated holiday most overrated holiday Hmm. I would have to say Valentine's Day. It's, everybody puts too much effort into that one. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I do. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you should do that every day, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Hmm. I think. All right, we did a double double header with Barbie and Oppenheimer la- last night. So I think that was two very different movies and two very interesting things I've watched in in the past couple months. So definitely, definitely Barbie and Oppenheimer for sure. Which one did you like the most? So I'm a political science major. Um, so I definitely liked Oppenheimer more. Um, a lot of my colleagues definitely liked Barbie more, but Oppenheimer's was awesome. Does it feel like three hours? Because I'm sort of hesitant going because I don't know if I can sit in a movie theater for three hours and watch courtroom drama, which I, I find kind of boring sometimes. I know that might be a hot take. Yeah, um, it definitely does feel like three hours. I don't know if that was just because we saw a two and a half hour movie right before and this was a late movie. But um, the first 40 minutes is definitely a little slower, um, just getting like the backstory and everything. But if you're into movies like like historical movies like that, I think it's definitely worth a watch. So for sure, for sure. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. 
I did. I I just I, I did see the runtime, and I was like, oh my gosh, three hours. That's a that's a long. <laughs> yeah, it's movie. a long movie. <laughs> but I saw the new Mission Impossible movie, and that's like almost three hours. But that was very good, and it didn't really feel like three hours. So if I would yeah. recommend any summer movie, I'd probably do. I'd probably recommend that one. Oh, awesome! I'm gonna have to give that a watch. <laughs> oh, it's great! It's great. I think Tom Cruise makes fantastic action movies, so I definitely recommend. For sure. Um, you have the best style on the team off the field, in my opinion, but besides yourself, uh, who would you say has the best style on the team? I would have to go with, um, one of our fifth years, Julia Cotterwas or my roommate, fellow junior, Abby Elliott, two very stylish people on our team. Uh, last non lacrosse question is what is one item on your bucket list that you hope to do one day? Um, I want to visit Scotland and tour all the castles in Scotland. So. Nice. I definitely yeah. love to travel too. So I'm definitely with you on that. Yeah. Now getting back to some lacrosse questions now, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? Can you repeat that question? Sorry. Uh, just getting back to some lacrosse questions now, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective? I think just encouraging um, the game, just again, bringing it on a bigger platform. Um, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this past championship game was the biggest game that's ever been watched in women's lacrosse especially since it was broadcasted on ESPN um I think that was a huge help also putting the men's game and the women's game on two separate days um when I was younger I knew it was so exciting to watch the women's first and then the men's um but honestly just giving the women's game and that championship a bigger its own day and a bigger platform um same title but two very different very different um experiences for um the women versus the men so i just think just encouraging um young girls to keep playing um it's it's the hardest thing as a young girl especially living either in a hotbed or not just to keep just loving the game i think is the biggest encouragement uh, what advice would you give those younger players on what it takes to be a college lacrosse player like yourself? Um, don't stop. Even if you, even if you have a coach that's really down on you and telling you like, you can't do it. Like I promise you, you can. Um, I, I, I mean, I had it and I'm, I'm sitting here today as a division one athlete. Um, so I think just honestly, just believe in yourself, believe in your skill. Um, and I think just, just growing your game, just, just being curious on, on everything, on every level and just wanting that, just craving to learn more and know more about the game. Any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your teammates, family members and friends and who should we have on the podcast next? Um, For sure. I want to give a shout out obviously to my parents for everything that they've thankfully put me through with sports. I'm super grateful for that um obviously my siblings just playing with me and teaching me along the way um club coaches mark corbett kelly grayson corbett huge thank you for them um and katrina silva for for just taking the biggest leap on me and just um wanting me in in the army family so those are for sure the biggest shout outs um who should you have on the podcast next Hmm. I'm going to have to go with um, Sydney Riker, one of my teammates, um, goalie. She's junior. She's 
awesome. One of my roommates. So definitely Sydney for sure. Well, definitely reach out and see what happens. But um, is it your birthday today, by the way? It's not. <laughs> I just saw the background, so I thought I would ask. If it was, I would wish you a happy birthday. But I'm in my boss's office. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Chelsea. I appreciate your time. It means so much to myself. I wish you and your team nothing but the best uh, for next season. And uh, yeah, you're a great player and an even better person. And I really enjoyed getting the chance to talk with you today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome.